This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Chapter 2. Evasion. I felt oddly buoyant as I walked from Spanish toward the cafeteria. And it wasn't just because I was holding hands with the most perfect person on the planet, though that was certainly part of it. Maybe it was the knowledge that my sentence was served and I was a free woman again. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Arkey. And this is Hot and Bothered, Twilight in Quarantine. Why is this chapter called Evasion? What gets evaded? I wonder if it's like Edward is evading... All of her questions, it's like a metaphorical evasion rather than a physical evasion. But she thinks he answers her question. Yeah, the readers know he's being evasive. Bella has yet to figure it out. Okay, it is your turn to recap first. Okay, count me in. On your mark, get set, go. So Bella goes to school and it's fun and Angela's there and Alice is there and Alice has a vision and all day Edward is not telling Bella what the vision is. Um, He tries to help Mike with the car. They go back to Charlie's house. Charlie and Bella have a sex talk um, (laughs) where they that it's clear that Bella is a virgin and has no plans on changing that for reasons that's unknown because she's super horny in this chapter. Um, and then they were going to Fort Lauderdale or Florida or something. Yay. So I like the to you, Fort Lauderdale and Florida are different places. I said Fort Lauderdale, but then I thought I had made that up and that was never mentioned. Like they just said Florida and I was like, oh, she probably lives in Fort Lauderdale. I think it's Jacksonville, right? I think it's Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. Would you like to recap? I would be honored. Okay. Three, two, one, go. So Edward is really doubling down on Bella not being allowed to see Jacob. And Charlie is really doubling down on Bella needing to see Jacob. And then she like stares out the window and she's like, no, I really want to see Jacob. And so she goes to her car in order to see Jacob. And Edward has messed with her car like the Von Trapps family, like the nuns at the end of Sound of Music. And he doesn't let her go. And she's like so mad at him. She thinks she doesn't want to let him into her room that night, but she does anyway. Yeah, I totally didn't touch on any of the car scenes. So 
it was good that you're here. But you you did everything else. So I had the opportunity to not only talk about the car scene, but also to bring in a musical theater reference. That's always what Twilight and Quarantine needs that I never deliver on. <laughs> okay, breaking news. Do 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 do. Oh, my song was off today. Breaking news. Do do do. Rosalie is a mechanic. She knows how to fix the fanciest of cars. I know. I love her. The best breaking news of all time. We should have known, but it's great to finally get that validation. I know. This is because Mike Newton is saying that his car isn't working. And so Edward's like, I can help. And then Alice is like, how could you help? You don't know anything about cars. But don't worry. Rosalie will help you. Yeah. So that was extremely pleasing. What about you? Do you have any breaking news? Yeah, the Cullens play the most annoying sounding version of chess that I've ever heard of. What about what about that? Did you not like? <laughs> it sounds like they move like two moves and then Alice can see the future of what is going to happen and Edward can read her mind of the future of what's going to happen and then they just stop playing. It sounds harder than actual chess, and actual chess is already really hard. So to, like, play it all in your mind, like, that's extra complex. Yeah, it just sounds so, like, short and boring. Like, all you're doing is winning or losing. So my breaking news is that I think chess can be pretty boring anyway, but this version of chess sounds like hell. (sighs) Did you have a moment of genuine enjoyment, though, Julia? Yeah, I only had a short one because most of this chapter I was pretty upset. Let me read to you. So Edward and Bella get in a fight about Edward messing with her car. And then Edward says, shut your window if you want me to stay away tonight. I'll understand. And then it goes, I stamped my way up the stairs and went straight to my window. I shoved the metal frame roughly. It crashed shut and the glass trembled. Unfortunately, that's not where the chapter ends. And then she opens it back up. But the moment where she really angrily shut it because Edward was being a total jerk was extremely satisfying to me. The thing I respect about it is that she's not willing to punish herself in order to punish him. Yeah, it was like a little bit mature that she opened up the window, I guess. Yeah. Just not what we want her to want. Totally. What was your genuine enjoyment? I love when Bella describes Angela's eyes as always gentle brown eyes. I'm like, ugh. You love each other. Just be in love. Angela's boyfriend is like sitting there reading a comic book. Bella's boyfriend is like sitting there not answering her questions. Bella offers to like help Angela address some envelopes. And Angela's like, that's the nicest thing ever. Like they are in a relationship of mutuality and respect and adoration. Just like be together. It sounds like your bachelor date went well. I think maybe, right? They definitely gave each other roses. Also, my love language is acts of service. So I loved that Bella was like, I'll come over and help you address envelopes. Yeah, that was helpful of her. It's always sad that everything she does is slightly motivated by the fact that Charlie says she can't only hang out with Edward. But mostly I'm happy they're going to hang out. Which this actually leads me to my first piece of advice, because I really love that Bella is like, do you know what I can do to hang out with Angela? I can be helpful to her. And I found it really disturbing that everyone is so surprised that Edward is offering to be of help to Mike. 
So Mike is like, I'm having car problems. And Edward's like, maybe I can help. I know a couple of things about cars. And everybody's like, jaws drop. Everybody's like, what's going on here? And so my advice is to Bella to talk to Edward about being a more helpful person. Like he thinks he's helpful when he's actually being destructive and like not listening to Bella. She's like, I don't care about going to college. And he brings over college applications. She's like, I want to go see Jacob. And he messes with her car. But he never listens to someone's concerns and then offers to help. And I just find it really upsetting that they've been together for like a year and a half now. And this is so shocking. So Bella needs to talk to him about this. I mean, this is the first chapter where we've seen him help with a chore. We see him do a dish. It's like we've been trying to get him to do the laundry, tidy up, cook for a long time. And like finally he's only started to help now. And it's also clearly motivated by his ulterior lying motives. Yeah, his evasion. (laughs) I would say that I find it okay because he's from a different era. But I'm actually really tired of that justification because people are like, well, I was raised in the 70s when and it's like, but you've been alive in this decade just as long as you were alive in the 70s. Like, why do we tell ourselves that when we're younger, it's more formative and like we should just be holding on to those ideals? Speak the truth, Vanessa. The only justification that actually seemed real is that in this chapter, we find out that Edward is kind of nauseated by preparing human food, which makes more sense to me. But then he should do other chores. Right. Laundry has very little human food. Maybe he's not doing laundry because it smells like Bella and that'll make him want to eat the clothes. That would not be good for his GI tract. If human food is not going to be good for it, then fabric is really going to block him up. (laughs) Uh, Forget his GI tract. It's bad for the clothes. And like laundry that ruins your clothes is not helpful. I am really happy that this has turned from regular conversation to Edward eats laundry. (laughs) (laughs) No, Edward doesn't do the laundry because he would eat the laundry. Didn't you also just find it annoying that Charlie literally couldn't simultaneously eat his dinner and carry on a conversation? Did you notice that? That was so weird. Okay, that's my first piece of advice. The whole dinner scene is so weird. (laughs) I didn't pick up on that part in particular, but it only adds to the strangeness of every night Bella and Charlie start to eat dinner and Edward excuses himself to the other room to quote unquote watch the news, but actually just eavesdrop on them like chewing, given that they can't seem to hold a conversation. What does Charlie think he's doing? Like he's on a smoothie diet and like doesn't eat Bella's (laughs) food. Like what is happening over there? (laughs) So your advice is that Edward should leave the house. Yeah, I think it's kind of rude to just sit there in a different room, not even be at the table and not eat. Like the least he could do is like drink a glass of water. But since he's not even going to be in the room, he might as well just leave the house, go for a little walk and then come back when it's bedtime for Charlie. Yeah. I just wonder if the way Charlie is receiving it is of like, okay, this is Bella and Charlie's special time every day and I'm going to give them some privacy. And so like maybe Charlie actually thinks it's nice. Yeah. I just wish the hour for them to be together would be like in their own home, in the privacy of their company, without someone else waiting in the next room for you to finish your meal. Hold up. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Do you have a second piece of advice? I do, and I'm really proud of it. <laughs> I even have a rhyme. My advice is for Bella, and I really want her to remember this. Mental health is like dental health. Bella in this chapter admits that her mental health is still not great. She's like every half hour on loop, I think about Jacob. And it like obsesses her to the point where she's staring out of windows for 10 minutes at a time, trying to figure out what to do. She's willing to do something pretty irrational, which is to drive over to Jacob's house after 1030 at night to talk to him, even though he doesn't want to talk to her. Like her mental health is not better. She is happier because Edward is back. And I just, I know that I've talked a lot about this, but I think that she should be looking for a healthcare professional to get into some good habits. Being happy is actually the perfect time to look into mental health stuff. Now, dental health, we all know, is mostly preventative. And every once in a while, it has to be acute care. You have to get a filling. But for the most part, it's about brushing and flossing and going for your biannual cleanings. So I would like to encourage Bella, now that she's in a happy, good place, to find a psychiatrist and a talk therapist and really start working on that mental health flossing. Do you like my rhyme? I love a good rhyme. I only wish it was a rhyming couplet. Oh, I'm so sorry. And also any like foot in the door that Bella can have with some kind of therapist or professional to talk to is like one step closer to the couples therapy that <laughs> Edward and Bella need. That trajectory, I'm all for. Yeah, I, like you, have been convinced to stop telling Bella to break up with Edward. So yeah, it's all about the healthy ways of being together. What about you? What's your second piece of advice? So I would like to hearken back to New Moon in which Alice was like, you can lie in your thoughts as a reason that they couldn't intervene with Edward in a way that made more logical sense. And so I think Bella needs to start lying in her thoughts because her plan to see Jacob is ruined because Alice sees a vision of her future disappearing. And I need her to, like, start evading Alice's visions. Apparently, the werewolves don't get seen in the vision because they're transforming too much. And then Edward goes on this, like, medical physical thing where it's like, if you're between two states, do you really exist at all? It's like, whatever, Edward, sure. So I was trying to think about something that has like a pretty significant transformation that Bella could start doing to evade Alice's vision. I was thinking maybe drag, but I wasn't convinced. 
I mean, I'm very pro drag in general. So I love the idea of Bella dressing up in drag. It could be a really kinky and exciting part of her relationship with Angela. (laughs) I will say that I find the powers that work and don't work on Bella just so thoroughly confusing still. Yeah. And the explanation we got around why werewolves also can't be seen, like, didn't totally register with me. But I'm happy we got a textual explanation. So I can't complain. So this episode, our reality TV special is Survivor. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So it's Survivor. So we are deciding who to vote off the island of Twilight. And what they have to do to return. Yes. And what they have to do to get a second chance to return. Dun, dun. Vanessa, it has been a long, hard chapter in Eclipse. Who have you chosen (laughs) to get voted off the island? I mean, I think that it's very straightforward. This is what I am presenting to the council. We have to vote off Edward. He is a literal saboteur. You have the best of intentions to go drive and visit one of your best friends, something that you need to do to survive. And he is going to not only sneak in and mess with your truck's engine, but then he is going to creepy sneak up on you and be in the truck cab with you. I think in order to get back into the good graces of the council, that Edward needs to not sneak up on Bella for a week and not physically try to restrain her for a week. No standing in doorways to stop her. No destroying of engines to stop her. No physically preventing Bella from accomplishing something for a full week. And we will consider bringing him back. Reflections, Julia? I pass the tiki torch to you in solidarity. Good pitch. I've never seen an episode of Survivor. Me neither. <laughs> I think it's called The Council. Okay. What about you, Julia? Who do you think should be voted off? So I propose to the council or to the Volturi, who's ever in charge here, that Alice be voted off the island. Alice seems like she's Bella's friend, but in reality, she's a deceitful snitch. (laughs) I love the word snitch. (laughs) Snitches get stitches and voted off the island. So Alice's main crime against the Twilight community in this chapter is that Alice pretends to be Bella's friend and be on Bella's side with things. But in reality, whenever she has a vision, she goes and tells Edward and then Edward messes up Bella's life. And we all know Edward tries to control Bella with everything. But the true infraction from Alice's end is that she's two-faced because she pretends to be Bella's friend, but really she's on Edward's side. And that is why I would like to vote Alice off the island. And in order to come back, she has to drive Bella herself to werewolf territory and give Jacob a high five. That's breaking the treaty. That's how serious I am. The treaty is over. For her to show her true repentance, she has to side with the werewolves and Bella's relationship with them. Okay, council. And by council, we mean followers. Vote. Should it be Alice Or Edward, who gets voted off the island. Do you have anything in your Twilight Diary? Yeah. I think that Alice really needs a better cover story than daydreaming. She, like, goes into a trance in this chapter, and she's having a vision. And she's like, oops, sorry, daydreaming. And I just think that they should, like, really go for broke on it and be like, epilepsy. 
or what's the one where you fall? Narcolepsy, some sort of epsy, like needs to be brought into this. And so, yeah, it bothered me. Yeah, I also, if someone were to go into a quote unquote trance and then be like, I was daydreaming, I'd be like, about what? (laughs) Fill me in because that seemed really interesting. Oh, I wouldn't because I'd be afraid that it was sexual. That's a good point. And the only other thing in my Twilight Diary is my suspicion that Edward is lying to Bella about what Alice's vision is. What do you think it was? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the vision is Victoria coming to kill Bella. Like, I think it's weird that that was left unresolved last book. Maybe it's that Charlie and Sue Clearwater are already sleeping together and they, like, don't want to tell Bella. They need the house to themselves for the weekend. Yeah, maybe that's why Edward is going to take her to Jacksonville for the weekend. Yeah, and and that's why Charlie is so inspired to have a sex talk. Yeah, 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 because he's like, let me review what's important about sex. (laughs) Wait, that was what was in my Twilight Diary. This sex talk is so bizarre and left me so confused. I have so many questions. Oh, I'm so happy to answer all of your sex questions. Number one sex question, was Charlie a virgin before he married Renee? Yeah, and I don't think he's had sex since Renee. That was my second question. Question three. What does Charlie think Bella and Edward are up to? He says, quote unquote, I will try to be open-minded though. I know the times have changed. Like butt sex? (laughs) No, just sex. He's like, in my day, you got married before you had sex. It's not even true. Like it would have been like the late 80s when Renee and Charlie got married and like That was happening back then, Charlie. Like, what is going on in his small town? People have been having sex before marriage since sex existed, since marriage existed. I thought it was just 1970s with those hippies that started that. (laughs) I think maybe what he's saying is that parents being okay with their kids having sex has, has gotten more acceptable now. That's a nice idea. I'm so troubled. I was so troubled by the whole conversation. What about it specifically troubled you? Should we role play a productive version of this conversation? Sure. Here, I'll be Charlie. Here's some condoms. Use them if you want. What if I don't want? What if it feels better without a condom? Can I offer you an IUD? A Nuva ring? The pill? (laughs) (laughs) Pulling them out of my pockets like this. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. One of each, please. No, honey. Just pick one. You don't need them all. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you that Charlie and Bella, sex talk should only be about protection. Be like, hey, maybe you're having sex. Maybe you're not. Do you have everything you need to do it safely? Do you have anything you're going to put in Bella's care package? Yeah, I do. I want to get her a bus pass. So I looked it up. And LaPush and Forks are, like, too far away for her to, like, comfortably bike. I, like, don't trust her to not get hit on the road. Like, there isn't a separate bike path. It's, like, sort of on a highway. I also don't think she should walk. It's, like, a a five-and-a-half-hour walk. And, again, like, not on super safe roads. But there is a bus that goes from Forks to LaPush. It's only a 25-minute bus ride, and it seems pretty direct. And I just think that Edward would have to go to, like, a lot of trouble to stop a bus from going. He would have to have, like, a really public confrontation with her, which would then set off a ripple effect with Volturi if he, like, threw Bella or something. And I don't know. He would have to, like, take apart the engines of, like, all the buses. 
So I want to get her a bus pass so that she can go to La Push whenever she wants. Yeah. Yeah. My only concern is that he would try to abduct her because that doesn't seem like beyond his capabilities. But I think a bus is way better than any other strategies she's put forth so far. Yeah. I also just like really believe in public transit. I was excited to learn that there is such a direct bus, you know? Why is she driving that gas-guzzling truck when there's a direct bus? What about you? What do you want to get, Bella? So I'm going to send Bella two tickets to a John Mulaney show. Bella about the chess game says it's one of the funniest things she's ever witnessed. (laughs) And let us remind you that she is witnessing someone move two pawns and then sit in silence for three minutes. Like, (laughs) do you know what's funnier than that? A John Mulaney show. Yeah, but John Mulaney shows are funnier than just about anything. Yeah, I mean, I could also send her, like, the flyer for a local, like, open mic night at a comedy club in Port Angeles or something. But I feel like go big or go home. Totally, totally. Maybe she could bring Edward in. He could learn a thing or two. For sure. John Mulaney respects the hell out of his wife. So what do you think is going to happen next chapter? I mean, I think we're going to find out what Alice's real vision was. And we're going to find out why Edward didn't want to tell Bella about it. And we're going to find out that it is that Sue and Charlie are already sleeping together. And Bella is going to think it's so gross. And she is going to want to go and give a sex talk to Charlie. Because I think that maybe even though Bella's a virgin, she knows more about sex than Charlie Do you think they're going to go on a little vacation to Jacksonville and we're going to, like, figure out what Edward wears in the sun? Oh, I hope so. I also just hope he lets himself glitter. You know, I think all of us should just let ourselves sparkle. So true. Literally or metaphorically. Exactly. This has been Twilight in Quarantine, a rhyming couplet from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are produced and edited by Ariana Nettleman. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I don't eat laundry. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. Talk to you next week. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.